You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Michael C., back with another episode of the Keys and Anklets podcast. And in this podcast, we like to separate fact from fiction as it pertains to the wife-sharing, cuckolding, hot wife uh, lifestyle, as well as the the interracial aspects of both lifestyles. Uh, What I have for you today is another installment of the He Said, She Said series that I do with the spectacular Cuckoldress Scarlet. Won't you say hello to everyone? Hello, everyone. (laughs) I feel like it's been a while since we've done one of these. I was just thinking that, well, I have a lot to say. So I'm so (laughs) glad you graciously invited me back, Michael, and your listeners still want to hear this awesome, awesome installment. So I think we're going to have some fun today and talk about some really fascinating elements of the lifestyle. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, for those of you who don't, uh, who, who aren't familiar with this particular segment, um, Scarlett and I talk all the time and we talk about, you know, all kind of things concerning the lifestyles, things that we've seen, articles that we've read, uh, conversations that we've had or overheard. Um, and, you know, every once in a while, something will come up and be like, you know what, we, we need to talk about this. And that was the case for, for this episode. And what we were discussing was oftentimes in this lifestyle, when you hear people talking, most of the onus seems to be placed on the men, on the cucks, as far as they need to do this, they need to do that, they should be this, they should be that. And it's very easy, I guess, or I guess a person could not be blamed if it sounds like all the wives have to do is just kind of sit that sit in the back, you know, sit in the passenger seat and enjoy the ride. But as Scarlett and I discussed, there are some responsibilities that fall to the wife that mm-hmm. for whatever reason, they're not really uh, discussed. And so, uh, Scarlett, why don't you kind of give the, uh, our listeners an idea of what exactly we're going to be talking about today as it pertains to those responsibilities? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, speaking from my experience as, as a cuckoldress, there's so many elements of this beautiful relationship style that run very counter to our, our standard expectations in a vanilla monogamous relationship. And so I, I don't think we have really discussed the responsibility that comes with the freedom of being a cuckoldress within a cuckolding dynamic because a lot of times what's most focused on is the incredible sex we're having with our bulls and the freedom that comes with kind of leading the sex life in our relationship. Uh, but that's, that's not all easy. That's not all fun and games. There's a lot of very intense responsibility when it comes to being the cuckoldress keeping your cuck engaged, keeping him sexually heightened, keeping him 
just on the edge of his seat and really excited about this dynamic because, you know, men who have cuckold desires really, they, they really want that, right? For generally, they want their, their wife or their girlfriend or, you know, to really take that lead. Um, and then when you're a woman, it, it's, it's a really interesting experience being the person in charge of your sex life and your relationship. And so we're just going to dive deep into what that looks like within a real cuckolding relationship and talk a little bit more deeply about what it's like to be a woman in this dynamic, keeping your cuck engaged while also having incredible sex with your bull. And I mean, I guess the way that we kind of sum it up is feeding his cuckold spirit. You know, yeah. what, what is, what is your cuck need, whether it's your husband, your partner, your boyfriend, whatever your dynamic is, what does he need to be fulfilled to, to feel like, um, that he's enjoying this with you, even though everything is mm. skewed towards the woman, the husband still has you know, has his needs and, and it, it can be kind of tricky because one of the things that's interesting about cuckolding is it's almost like the women are encouraged to be selfish, you know, to, right. to put themselves first, to put their needs first. And, you know, oftentimes it's the husbands who do this willingly. Like they, they want their wives to em- embrace the power and embrace the control and everything that comes with it. But I think that there's a, a caveat to that in that they don't want you to forget about them. You know, it's mm-hmm. like they're, they're, they're putting all of this power and all of this control in your hands, but it's almost like they're saying kind of at the end of it, like, Hey, don't, don't forget about me. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, there, there, there are things that I need to, you know, to, to feel fulfilled, even if they're taking their enjoyment Mm -hmm. out of watching you, you know, getting pleasure and, and pursuing, you know, uh, what you want. So I guess one of the things that, that we can start off with talking about is the different ways that you can feed a cuck's spirit. You know, uh, one of the things I often talk about um, is often about how everything doesn't have to be a grand gesture. You know, like there there are small ways that you can let your cuck know that you are enjoying your position. You know, mm. uh, even if he's caged, it can be just acknowledging that he's wearing a cage, you know, walking by and plucking it, <laughs> you know, or, <laughs> you know, or, or, or something to that effect. Just just acknowledging uh, that he that he has it on. And I know, uh, uh, you know, especially in the beginning when women are learning about this, it can it can seem kind of overwhelming, you know, as far as well, how do I, how do I do these things? How do I pay attention to him? How do I give him, you know, uh, what he needs? And, and fortunately we have Scarlett with us, who's, you know, who's been through this and, you know, 
kind of has an idea of, of, of what it's like. So can you kind of bring, I guess, the other women behind the curtain and, and like, what does that feel like? Like, what is that? First of all, what does that anxiety feel like? You know, like, okay, I've been given all this power. I've been given all this control. But what do I do to make sure that I don't leave him behind or I don't leave him out? Mm. Yeah, I, I have definitely been there, Michael. It's, it's a very interesting learning curve that happens as a cuckoldress is stepping into her power as a sexually empowered woman and also within her status as in the relationship. You know, I, I used to get confused when I, I had discovered something that my cuck was really into. Like, he, he used to love it when I would just make passing comments about his size or um, drop little hints about what I would be doing with my bowls, uh, you know, over the course of the next weekend. Like, I would lay out certain lingerie, and, and that just seemed to drive him wild in the beginning of our journey. And then I would notice that those same triggers when we're, weren't eliciting the same results in him. Um, and what I've come to learn through that is that as a cuckoldress, you don't get the, like, you don't get the, um, the privilege of resting on your laurels, mm-hmm. <laughs> not for a second. Uh, cucks are very generally in my experience are very sexually driven people. They're driven within a particular outlook, but they're, they're high sex drive folks. And so as the couple just in the relationship, you really got to keep your finger on the pulse of that. And when he's not giving you as strong of a reaction or he begins to ask or communicate about other turn-ons, because this all rests on communication, right? I'm not a mind reader. So <laughs> I can't, you know, I can't, uh, you know, create a, a, a situation that's going to engage my cuck unless he really at least expresses the desire. But I can't rest on my laurels and kind of keep my old tools coming out time and time again, because coupling is a very intense, just sexual lifestyle and sexual expression. And with all things in life that are intense, you've got to continue to keep an eye on that and make sure that I am keeping him engaged without just going back to my old repertoire. I think this is why relationships with other cuckoldresses, it's so important because I talk to my cuckoldress girlfriends and they talk about, you know, things they've done for their husbands and how he reacted. And I think, Hey, you know, I think my cuck may really get off on, you know, me just putting a pair of my used panties in his pocket one day without him, Mm -hmm. (laughs) without him uh, knowing I'm going to do it, you know? And so having those relationships with other women and then just really, because if I don't scratch that itch for my cuck, that itch is still going to be there. And there's a lot of porn and a lot of erotica and a lot of other things that can scratch that itch for him. And personally, in my relationship, I don't want that to be the main source. I want me to be the main source. Right. And so I've come to learn to make it my prerogative to ensure that I am really connecting with him and giving him. And of course, it's, 
it's not perfect, right? I make mistakes, um, you know, and I, I may, uh, depending on what's going on in my life, I may rest a little bit on my laurels because I'm stressed or I'm anxious or whatever's going on. And that's really when the cut comes in and, and displays that patience that's necessary as well. Um, but it's a very active sexual activity. It, it's not like standard sex because as a woman, when you're having sex, you know, and, and we women do incredible things during sex, don't we, Michael? We, you know, <laughs> we just do incredible things. But at some point, I'm going to lay back and I'm going to want to get fucked. And that's a very passive, pleasure-receiving activity. Um, and when I'm engaged with my cuck, even when he's, you know, going down on me or worshiping my body, I still have to be actively thinking about what comes next. How am I going to keep him engaged? Because I'm the one driving this vehicle right now. And so that's what I've come to learn. All of the anxiety or confusion that I've experienced with this has always broken through to a new way to connect, a new way to keep him engaged. And it's challenging. Cuckolding is challenging, you know? Now, one thing that you uh, that you just mentioned about uh, <laughs> cucks being patient, uh, mm-hmm. we both know that sometimes they aren't. Um, right. You know, I've I've witnessed a lot of uh, you know impatience in cucks. I've witnessed frustration in cucks. I've witnessed uh, mm-hmm. passive aggressive behavior. You know, in cucks. And you, you also mentioned something earlier where, you know, you said that you're, you know, you're not a mind reader and, you know, it's important to have those open and honest conversations where you, you know, where you ask him, you know, what he needs, you know, it could be as Mm -hmm. simple as, you know, uh, you know, pictures when, when you're on a date, you know, or maybe he wants videos, but you're not comfortable, you know, interrupting your playing with, with, um, you know, withholding the camera and all that stuff. So maybe you, you know, you reach some kind of compromise and just, you know, set the, the phone or the iPad on the dresser and just film the whole thing that way you're not even paying attention to the camera, but it's, it's important to, to, you know, to find out, what he needs because I've seen enough cases where, you know, they're harboring this frustration and then they, and they start, mm-hmm. you know, they start harboring this resentment and I get it. Like I, I understand, like I'm always saying that, Hey, if you're going to get into this, be sure what you're getting into and understand that your wife is going to do it the way that she wants it. And I wholeheartedly believe right. that. Like, I don't think that he should, like, I don't think that he should impose what he wants on her. Like, he shouldn't, he can't tell her how she should be a cuckoldress. But at the same time, if you have, as a cuck, if you have needs, you need to be honest with her about your needs. You need to be honest with each other and, you know, come to some type of understanding, come to some type of agreement so that at least you're on the same page. 
yeah, there's a big difference between being imposed upon of how you're going to be a cuckoldress and then making requests of your cuckoldress. That's, that's a world apart. You know, I, I, my cuck has never made a request of me that I didn't at least consider, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I may not, I may not fulfill that request and it's within my, you know, my role in our relationship not to, if, if I don't see the value in it. However, I want to create an open space where he can let me know what he needs because I'm going to tell him what I need. Right. This is one of the areas in which it has to be, you know, equitable among talking about what turns us on and what we're needing out of the dynamic. I I completely agree with you, Michael. Um, But yeah, it, it feels so different when my cuck requests something of me or asks um, and to your point about pictures and videos, you know, there's, there's so, what I love about cuckolding is there's so many ways for me to involve the man I love with my, you know, sex I have with my bull. It, there, there could be pictures and videos, but there could be audio. I've written, y'all know that I write, I write for, you know, my blog and I really enjoy writing, but I've written several pieces just for my cup and I'll leave it for him, you know, in a beautiful, uh, you know, wax envelope and have him open that. So there's so many ways, but the important thing is even when I'm with that bull and he's giving me mind blowing sex, I'm still thinking about how I'm going to circle back and bring that into me and my cuck sex life. Um, and and I, the great thing about that as a woman is that you get to experience all of that over again <laughs> as you're explaining it to your cuck, right? You're showing your cuck videos. Um, so I think I, what I found is if, if, if you're feeling like it's a chore to do this, make it fun for you. Find a way of doing it that's really going to feed your fire and turn you on um, as well as your cuck. Because there's just so, there's hundreds of ways that you can involve your cuck in sexy time with your bowl. And he doesn't just need to be there. There's so many other ways doing it. So you can really get creative and have some fun with it. But at the end of the day, he's going to have his cuck spirit fret. And he's going to be just as excited for the next time you see that bowl as you are. No, that's, 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 that's definitely true. That's definitely true. Um, another area that I hear uh, where wives struggle, especially as they're kind of getting their, their feet wet in all of this, is like, when do I do certain things? Like, when is it okay to do this or when is it okay to do that? And I know from the husbands, one of the things that the husbands really love, because in the beginning, oftentimes it's the husband kind of throwing things out there and suggesting this and suggesting that. And a lot of what they want to see is they just want to see their wife taking the initiative, doing something without his prompting, you know, because what that does is that shows the husbands that, she's really interested in this, you know, she, she's going after it. She wants it. And right. I think that that has a, a tremendous 
effect on the husbands when they see that, you know, she's doing it because she wants to do it because she's interested in it because it makes her happy because it turns her on. And again, that is where that communication comes in. Like, and I mean, when I say communication, I'm talking about that real open, honest, you know, getting to the heart of the matter, totally exposing yourself level of communication, you know, so that there aren't any unanswered questions or one person wondering if they're being heard or being listened to. I mean, it, it needs to be that deep soul searching type of, of, of communication. I mean, if you got to have a drink or two to get there, then, Hey, <laughs> you know, do, you know, do what you got to do, but it's, it's, it, it, it really is uh, that important. And one of the things that, that Scarlett and I were talking about, and I, I, I at least, want to put the idea out there so that the wives are thinking about it. I'm not saying that I have any kind of solution because it's different for everybody, Mm -hmm. but it's the notion of just because you have the power to do something doesn't necessarily mean that you should do it. In other words, just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should do something. And again, that's going to be different for everybody. You know, but I would just be honest and say I've witnessed a lot of wives being given a lot of power. And as I said earlier, it's a slippery slope because the husbands, they, they, they encourage their wives to be selfish. They want their wives to be selfish. But it's, it's, a, it's a type of selfishness where... They want you to pursue what you want. They want you to go after what you desire. They want you to do what makes you happy. But not forgetting about them. In other words, Mm -hmm. your husband may encourage you to spend as much time as you want with your bull. And you can be with your bull from Friday to Sunday and pay very little attention to your husband. And while you're away, you're on cloud nine. You're getting everything that you want. But if you're not maintaining that contact Mm -hmm. with your husband, even if he's not saying anything, that's not good. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's not good. You shouldn't be leaving him out in the cold. Now, if you've talked to him and he gets off on being left out in the cold, then by all means. Yeah. That's another story. Yeah. That's yeah. That's another story. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that everybody should be wired the same, but you should at least know what his expectations are and understand that if you agree to something, then understand that if you don't hold up your end, that he's going to feel a certain kind of way. You know, in other words, if you say, okay, I'll make sure that you get pictures or I'll make sure you get this or I'll make sure you get that or I'll make sure that I let you know when I arrive at his house and I'll make sure I let you know when I'm on my way back. If you tell him that you're going to do those things and then you don't do them, you can't you can't be mad at him if he gets upset because <laughs> you said you were going to do those things. And I guess what, what you know what right, we're trying to say. Up. Right. You're not holding up your end. And I, I, I guess 
what we're trying exactly. to say in a nutshell is is in the picture that we're trying to paint here is there's responsibility that comes with that title of cuckoldress. Just like there's responsibility for anyone that wants to call themselves a, a dominant, just like there's responsibility mm-hmm. to anyone that truly sees themselves as daddy or master or owner. Like there's responsibility that comes with that. And yeah, there are people out there who don't take that responsibility seriously. And those are people who are usually going to have some, some, you know, they're going to encounter some difficulties, but if you're going to embrace, if you're going to embrace that title, you need to embrace the fact that there's responsibility that comes with that. And so one of the things I actually want to ask you, Scarlett, is how long did it take you before you started to see that, you know, because I, when the cucks present it, I understand that they typically don't present it with that level of responsibility attached to it. You know, and yeah, so oh no, my cuck didn't at all. At <laughs> all. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I discovered and learned this on my own uh, completely it, because because my cuck, when he introduced the dynamic, he had never let it you know, in real life, he was really coming from a place that was very steeped in porn and, and erotica and highly overly fetishized and fantasized elements of the real life expression of faculty. So the way he sold it to me was you're going to be in charge of, of our sex life and you can involve me however way you choose. And I'm just going to be your happy-go-lucky little cuck who's going to come along with you. (laughs) And, you know, you can do whatever you want. And this is why I think so many women struggle to believe that there isn't an ulterior motive when their cuck tells them this, or when their husband tells them this. Like, it's so hard to be like, are you serious? This sounds way too good to be true. Because (laughs) it is. (laughs) It is. It just is. Um... So he, he, and that definitely was why I, from the onset of our journey, uh, like was not attracted to the erotica and a lot of the stuff I saw online. I was like, this doesn't seem like it translates to real life very well, which is how I found your podcast and got connected, you know, to, to hearing the stories of real people leading out this lifestyle. And that helped me immensely. It helped both of us immensely. Um, but when I first started to begin to realize just the full depth of the responsibility I have. I'll be honest, it, it was a little frightening to know, okay, this is not just about me going off and doing whatever I want to do. Just like you said, just because I can do something doesn't mean that I should. It doesn't mean that it's the best thing to do for my relationship. It doesn't mean that it's the best thing to do um, you know, for me at the time, but as a cuckoldress, you're kind of a kid in a candy store. My cuck is not going to tell me no. And there's a myriad of reasons for why he's not going to tell me no. Uh, you know, it's because of the standing I have in his life, the admiration and respect that he has for me. And, you know, he knows that I have a very big appetite and I, love, you know, being a social butterfly and going out and, and, you know, having these incredible experiences. And he loves being the person that facilitated that for me. Um, But I definitely made some missteps 
in our journey. And I definitely look back on, on some things that I did and I, I realized that in that moment, it wasn't the best thing to do to go forward. Uh, but what really matters, and, and I know we were talking about this as well, Michael, is what happens when that occurs, right? Mm-hmm. Because what happens next matters most, okay? If, if, if a cuckoldress strikes out and makes a misstep and that brings her into a bad place in the relationship or her cuck feels left out or discouraged or jealous or angsty, what happens next is actually has the capacity to be a really beautiful thing because that experience can be a tremendous learning experience for both partners. It can just bring your marriage, bring your relationship so much closer than before because your vulnerabilities are going to be exposed. Your fears are going to be exposed. And now that those are exposed, we can work through those. Right. Um, and it's, it's a learning process. And what's important is to just keep things in perspective, keep the focus on what matters, which is your marriage or relationship and realize that we all make mistakes. You know, none among us is perfect. There's no one perfect person that's done this lifestyle. If you find one, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, keeping that in the right perspective, what's going to happen next is that you as a couple are going to break through a lot of barriers and get to enjoy the lifestyle even more. And that's what I love about this. When we, when we talk about this, there's a beautiful silver lining to these missteps that can happen. Um, and I know you've seen that, sir, and I think, I think we all have, but it's not, it's not talked about as often, I would say. Um, and I'm really glad that we're talking about this now because if you're going through this, I want you to know you're not alone. We've all been there reach out to the community, you know, we're all here ready and willing, you know, to hold space for you, provide you with advice if you ask for it. Um, you know, Michael, you've built a beautiful family uh, uh, and we, we are here for you. So don't hesitate to reach out if you're going through this. No, it's, 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 it's definitely, you want to encourage people to kind of take advantage of, of the community and, and take advantage of the you know, the women and the couples who've been there. One of the things that I wanted to say, and this kind of puts the onus back on the cucks, is when you're having these discussions, you have to be honest. In other words, if she's trying to understand where you're coming from and what you need to be fed, if you're not being authentic with her and genuine with her, then she's not going to be able to get an accurate reading. You know, she's not going to be able to, you know, to adjust and, 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 and be able to, to feed you. And, you know, one thing that I've, you know, over the years kind of a tool that I've given couples to kind of help them through this process is whether you want to do it verbally or if you want to have your husband write it down, but just start with the phrase, it annoys you when I blank. Now you have to have really good communication for that exercise because you have to be able to listen without letting it start an argument. You know, there are some people who, if they try to go through that exercise, 
it's going to lead to an argument because they're not able to listen and understand where the other person is coming from and have an actual conversation about it instead of getting defensive, you know, but if, if, if your relationship is that strong, then it can be a very useful tool as far as understanding where the other person is coming from and here and, and being able to hear, you know, with, with, with that person is saying, you know, so again, like I said, it's just a tool. If you're strong enough to use it, please do. If you think that it's going to cause more problems than it's worth, then maybe, try, <laughs> maybe, maybe try to find another, another way. But it's, it's definitely something that I know has helped, uh, that's helped some people. Um, so before we wrap yep. this up, anything that you have on your mind or your heart, Scarlett? Well, I was, I was listening to you, um, to you, sir, when you were mentioning like the, to be communicative, how important that is. And, and I just want to say, cucks and husbands don't, we don't need stoic, you know, really internally put together these kind of stone walled guys that like, don't feel the need to be overly stoic. If you are feeling something, please tell that to us. Please find a way to communicate. Um, I know my cuck is, is he's a big time introvert and he really likes to know for certain how he's feeling about something before he communicates it to me or to anyone. That's just his personality, you know. Um, but, you know, there is sacrifice inherent in this lifestyle on both sides, on both sides. Um, but I want, just want to encourage the cuts, like, don't feel the need to be overly stoic because, you know, you want your wife to have a great time and, and choose a good and, and conducive moment to have that conversation. You know, if she's in the middle of getting fucked, <laughs> probably not the best time. <laughs> um, but you know, and, and it's, it's the same thing for, for us as cuckoldresses too, you know, we need to not be overly stoic either. We, this is a lifestyle that doesn't give us the affordance of holding feelings inside, because I promise you they will find a vein and they will come up without a doubt, you know? Um, So I think the beautiful thing, like I said, about the responsibility that comes with being a cuckoldress, I know for me, it's something I take very seriously. It's something that's never far from my mind. And it's something I know I need to continually get better at, continually seek advice, continually, you know, elicit feedback from my cuck, because that's the real soil in, from which all of the beautiful experiences I have grows. And I want to make sure that that's tended to and that my beautiful cuckoldress garden is you know, flowering and just blooming. So um, once you hit your stride as a cuckoldress, you're going to hit your stride. And it's these things are going to become second nature. Once you've deprogrammed yourself from a lot of that societal kind of submissive, you know, woman stuff that we, those messages that we all receive, and you tune into your loved one, your partner, your husband, that's when the real magic happens. So 
I'm so glad that we talked about this and I'm, I'm so interested to hear your listeners feedback. If you have thoughts, please reach out to us. You know, if, if you've experienced this, I would love to hear what helped you break through those barriers and, um, you know, it's, it's a high calling, but it's a beautiful <laughs> life. So thank you for having me on to discuss this, Michael. Oh no, it's, it's always, it's always fun, you know, uh, talking about these topics with you and, and kind of, you know, being able to dig a little deep and, you know, we both know that this is something that, that people struggle with, that wives struggle with. And, you know, what I, you know, what I tell the husbands is she does, she doesn't want to struggle, but you have to help her, you know, you, mm. you have to help her. That's you know, beautiful. Yeah. And she, she's not always going to do it right. You know, she's, she's going to have missteps. She's going to make mistakes, but to, you know, to, to talk her through it and, you know, not to discourage her, but when she does something that doesn't quite feel right to you, you know, have that conversation. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay to not it's be okay. perfect, you know? And, uh, with that being said, I want to thank my, my lovely, uh, co-host on these episodes, uh, Kakodra Scarlet. Before I get out of here, I just want to say thank you to all my Patreon supporters. You know who you are. You know, I, I make sure to acknowledge you as often as I can, because I wouldn't be able to do what I do if it wasn't for your continued support. You know, so for my Patreon supporters from the bottom of my heart, thank you. For those of you who are not yet Patreon supporters, as I always say, maybe this will be the episode that will get you to say, hey, you know what? We like what that Michael C. guy is doing, you know, for the lifestyle. He's truly helping people. His heart is in the right place. We want to see him continue doing what he's doing. So with that being said, I am your host, Michael C. On behalf of my lovely co-host, Kakoja Scarlet, this has been another installment of the He Said, She Said series on the Keys and Anklets podcast. And I will see you when I see you. Peace.